I was talking about Klaus Schwab. No, I didn't mean Minsky. Okay. We're live right now. Tell me why you don't like Klaus Schwab's the way he says R. <laughs> it's like a, it's the, the people really, uh, it's like a, uh, it just makes like a terrible sound. Is it really or is it really, really? No, no, he doesn't roll it. Rolling it is, um, is like more like Latin and French and stuff like cultures, but no, he, he, it's like a throaty sound. It just sounds terrible. Okay. Then give me your best Klaus Schwab impression now. No, I can't do it. I, I mean, I need like a sentence with a bunch of R's in it, but I'm just saying that I don't like the way he said it. Just like, it sounds like a scary, mean, bad guy, you know? Well, that's, that's what people think he is. He's, but he's I think it's to... part of the, part of the reason is because of the way he says his R's. Like if you were like, dude, check out this guy, world economic forum, he's taking over the world. Look at this video. And then it's the guy like, so basically what I'm trying to do is take over the world. And you'd be like, no, never in a million years. But it's this like guy who's like, the world. And you're like, ah, fuck, I believe it. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's 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 pretty scary. The way he looks too, he looks like a old penis, like the, the tip of a penis, you know? Like Yeah, and he, he's, no, he does, you're right. He goes up on stage there and he's like, the World Economic Forum is proud to announce this this economic meeting and we will unite the nations <laughs> like yeah bro exactly. who are you to tell how anyone become, uh, how did he become the head of did he like start that from day one well i guess he's like you know instead of a career politician he's a career ngo guy who had a bunch of mm. money um mm. his his origins are pretty sketch to be honest like if you look into it he was just born right as world war ii was happening and he's German and his dad, like no one really knows who the dad is. I don't want to say any inaccurate information because, you know, I don't want this show to be. Uh, yeah. Cons- you know how he made his money, how he became rich? I think it's inheritance. I don't think he, I don't think, I know he's like an engineer. He has like a background mm-hmm. in engineering. Let's see, Klaus Schwab. Because when you look at his thing, all he's ever known for is the World Economic Forum. Well, it's because like if you take a guy like Elon Musk, when he's like trying to tell me that the world should be a certain way or I should do live life a certain way, I'm inclined to listen to him because I'm like, this guy has started, you know, a company that's revolutionizing the world with electric cars. He's going to take he's going to make us our species interstellar. He's taking us to Mars. I'm like, all right, like I'll, I'll hear this guy out. But if it's just this big penis who like inherited <laughs> the money. You must do what I tell you. Like, dude, get out of here. Like, why should I listen to this guy? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And especially he's, he's German too. So that's like, doesn't make it any better. Like last time like, a crazy German guy went on stage wanting to unite the world. It wasn't. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if, if you can sum up that guy by saying he wanted to unite the world. But, but, you know, I mean, look, I just think that. Um, he wanted to take over the world. That's for sure yeah i don't know man like if you're it's not a bad gig to work for like an uh you know ngo or like a non-profit you know because you get all these donations and to, <laughs> to maintain your non-profit status you have to like burn through your cash okay so, well here's here uh, sorry you, uh, finish your point well my point is is like that's kind of a fun job because you're like holy fuck like we got a hundred million dollars worth of donations this year we have to spend <laughs> hundred grand today so what do you do you like fuel up the jet you fly to some place you stay at the nicest hotels you have brunch you order the thousand dollar lobster like you got to burn the cash you know you got to burn the cash and on top of that you got to go to these events with your your you know thousand dollar jet whatever it is 
uh, and then tell people, you have to be more green. We have to move in a direction. <laughs> it's like, you fat fuck. <laughs> and we know that meat is not good. We have to find solution to eat more plant-based meat. All the fat fucks eating a lobster, <laughs> stuffing his face with steak, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And those people are always the meanest. Like, you know, I bet his butler gets so much shit. I thought I told you to bring me the steak, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Like yeah, exactly. Well, I think it's these people, they become really, really rich. And then they think like, wow, I have like, I have everything figured out, you know, like I'm, I have a fast car. I wear sunglasses with the roof down. I listen to loud music. I, I, you know, drive right onto the tarmac. He's I not that guy the- though. Well, I mean, but the point is, okay. So he's like chauffeured around in a limousine. The point is, is he probably thinks he's pretty good because of his money. And it's like, dude, you're not good because you like figured it out. You're good because you're fucking rich, you know? Like that's not hard. I could be rich really easily. Everybody knows how to be rich. I mean, not everybody knows how to be rich. I don't think Klaus knows how to be rich. I think his parents knew how to be rich. And he was obviously in contact with some very, you know, uh, high up there how people. Do make and- it, how to make it rich. I mean, like how to like spend money. Everybody knows how to because- spend money. Basically, this guy was he I'm so I'm looking at his career and education right now. He went to he graduated as a mechanical engineer from Swiss Federal Institute of Zurich. So it's in Switzerland. And then it says here that uh, honestly, Wikipedia is pretty like vague. It doesn't say too much, but it says that he's a professor of business policy at University of Geneva. Okay, so this guy's a teacher from 1972 to 2003. And he's been an honorary professor, and he, he published Global Competitive Reportness. What does that mean, and- honorary professor? What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who decides that he's an honorary professor? Probably he does. Dude, if you look at his Rate My Teacher, it's probably fucking terrible. <laughs> Klaus likes to... He, Klaus grabbed my ass in class. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about that, but he probably wasn't a good teacher. He just like to promote his product, I guess. He's like, and this is not the full course. If you want to purchase the full course, donate five mil- $500 to the World Economic Forum. <laughs> he's like trying to scam his... Uh... Yeah, exactly. He's a grifter. He's a big time grifter. That's what he is. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Students are like, I'll do anything to get an A. And he's like, <laughs> donate to my World Economic Forum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so... Apparently, he 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 wrote books and he's into this thing called stakeholder capitalism. And I mean, you, I don't know if you've been hearing this term going around stakeholder capitalism. Yeah. But Larry Fink, the CEO of BlackRock, a lot of these guys like to throw this term out, uh, and they they credit it to, oh, now that the pandemic has happened, it allows us to reshape the global economy and do stakeholder capitalism. I like stakeholder capitalism because, you know, even though I haven't bought the product and I'm a useless loser, I get to tell companies (laughs) what to do. You know, it's kind of nice. And they should have my best interest at heart, you know? Oh, you're, you're, you're acting like Klaus, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm just kidding. I don't really agree with it, but. Well, stakeholder capitalism means the stakeholders it's like they're they it's like we have to they're the stakeholders basically it's like their own capitalism i guess you could say well every stakeholders are as everybody right stakeholders are anybody that the that the company affects and they're trying to say that companies like affect the whole world and but who's electing these stakeholders is my question 
Well, I think what they mean by stakeholders is just people, you know, like, like who, who does, you know, Amazon's business affects the whole United States when, when they, you know, put people out of business, when they decide that they're going to be using this kind of thing and it affects the environment and their product and everything. So everybody is a stakeholder in the world and they affect the world. So I think it's sort of like everybody is affected by it. But the thing is, is they want to be our representatives. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to be like, oh, aren't you tired of people treating you like this? And aren't you tired of this? And why aren't companies take, you know, hearing you, you're the little guy, like, why isn't everybody doing this? Like, we need to come together. But meanwhile, like, they're the ones who are going to represent us. They're the bosses. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, we've heard this speech before, you know, so I think yeah. I would encourage people to, to sort of be a little bit weary of those guys. No, 100%. I mean, it's only... I've seen conspiracy theories and stuff like from day one about this thing. And just now it's breaking uh, to the mainstream waters world covered it. Uh, ben Shapiro covered it. So, uh, you know, and a lot of people thought that I was like a conspiracy theorist. I'm like, well, no, I, I'm not a conspiracy. This is what they call it. The great reset 2030. They're going to, they want to, you know, have these different agendas that relate to the United Nations uh, sustainability projects. And obviously like, you know, People go could go crazy, but I always tell people like just because this NGO says that they want to do this does not mean it's going to happen. You know, there's pushback mm-hmm. that might happen. Well, is happening with the people who are fed up with all this stuff. But if you look at it, he he hasn't done anything other than being a honorary professor and uh, have the World Economic Forum since 1987, and big leaders like um, what's his name uh, Henry Kissinger. Uh, you know, Putin, all these guys were coming early on and George Soros and people criticize him because, you know, uh, they say that he's capturing democratic structures and institutions. Everyone's bought by the World Economic Forum. You look at it, a lot of the big companies like Walmart, um, a lot of these big companies, I have none other in my head, like Walmart, it's, I'm going to go through a list, <laughs> like Walmart, uh, uh, I hate being that guy, um, and um, yeah, it's, such a, it's such a Montreal thing to do, you know, people when they talk in Montreal, and you know, uh, the, uh, the guy, uh, and uh, you know, it's like, hey, and you know, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's everybody who forgets like what they're talking about. It's more so in Montreal, in my opinion, though. I don't know. Yeah. But anyways, that's that's what he did. So, And I, I, a lot of the people like Christia Freeland and um, just the people like Yagmeet Singh, all these people have been a part of the their programs. They're the young global leaders. Doesn't I, like If you knew there's a pro, you wanted to be a politician and there's this thing called the young global leaders. And it's like kind of like coaching leadership events. You used to be the president of our school back in the day. Yeah. What do you, what's your take on those type of things? Do you think people are actually compromised when they go to something? Because Tulsi Gabbard, she also did it too. And she's not really on that same line. Um, what do you think about that? Well, I mean, look, I think first of all, well, it's two different questions. First of all, I think young global leaders, like I don't really like the sound of that. It sounds like Hitler Youth Group. Um, and uh, I don't know what they're planning over there, you know, but um, maybe that's an exaggeration. But what do I think about like student leadership? Like when I was president of my high school, <laughs> it's a big joke. It's a you big could joke. Have been a, yeah, I'm just yeah. I'm trying to make the connection that you could have been a young global leader if you know you wanted to. 
Yeah, well, I think what these sort of things do is like they sort of um, they make you feel special and they make you feel like you're better than everybody else. And uh, but meanwhile, you're not really doing anything, you know, but people want to be part of something. They want to be part of a, of a movement. Uh, they want to be on the inside of something and everything. So. Um, so, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know what they're what they're planning over there. Most of this is just speculation. I feel like NGOs are just so useless, like just organizations that make content. It's like no one fucking cares, you know, I mean, yeah, obviously I mean, sure there's, there's some that are doing that are doing good and everything. But, you know, at the end of the day, people are, are selfish and people care about themselves. And that's never really going to change, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's sad. But I mean, you know, there are good people that care about humanity and society, but rarely do we see them want to go after like positions of power. You know, they'd rather do something on a community level. Right. Um, but anyways, enough about Klaus Schwab <laughs> and all that stuff. I mean, there's, there's tons of things there. They, they uh, articles, but I don't want to get too into that. Let's talk about something fun right now. What's something fun. Oh, uh, this isn't fun. Okay. <laughs> it's just another article there. It says scientists planning to feed school children insects to make the UK greener. I don't know. <laughs> they want to feed school children insects. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it goes back to the thing about meat and green stuff. I mean, obviously it could be some fake news, you know, from some. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of cultures that eat insects. I've, um, I've seen like people eat insects. They do these things where they take like grasshoppers or something or crickets and they dry them out and they put all these spices on them. And I have, oh, I like, like that. I have a friend of mine who eats, eats like stuff like that. And I think it's disgusting. Yeah. Um, but I mean, uh, I think it's gross, but I think if you're born, like if you're a little kid and your parents like give you bugs and you grow to think it's like fine, then you're going to eat it. You know, it's like my parents never gave me lobster when I was a kid. So I like don't like lobster now. I don't I see this like thing and to me it looks like a big cockroach that lives in the bottom of the ocean and Honestly. I think it's I think it's gross. I don't want to eat it. Like I don't and, and people go crazy for lobster, you know? But I wasn't given it as a child so I'm like, "Ah, get this fucking thing away from me." You know, it's like got a hard shell like it's like, <laughs> ah, looks like a, a monster. I so, never tried lobster. You never but tried I, lobster? But I do know, like, some lobster looks good, like, in cartoons or, like, you see the red lobster picture. It's, like, all red. But then yeah. when you see it, it's, like, brownish and it's got, like, this cockroach yeah, kind of look. Eyes. And it's crazy. <laughs> People, like, take it apart on the table. They rip the legs off and they, like, eat it. It looks like an insect. Like, it's, it's like, it's, ugh. I think it's disgusting. But, you know, if, if they're giving it to kids at a young age, kids will get used to it, you know? And that's why I think you know, to tie this into a greater discussion, um, you know, kids are very impressionable. And basically, they're these little beings that they come out, you know, of, of their moms. And they, they just they don't know what's around them. They don't know what the world is. They don't know we have to tell them, hey, you're on this planet, you're floating around, and they have no idea. And they just believe anything you tell them, you're like, oh, the, the Santa Claus is this fat guy who lives at the North Pole, and they believe it. They're like, oh, really? And they're like, yeah, he comes in our house. And they're like, oh, really? And they believe anything you tell them. And they're very impressionable. So whoever has access to the kids and whoever tells the kids what is up and what is down has a huge amount of power. And if you tell these kids, hey, eat these bugs, it's good protein and it's good, 
kids are going to start liking it. They're going to eat them and they'll eat them for the rest of their lives. So, you know, I mean, I guess that's like a bigger story, but I think that's why people are worried about who's telling their kids what, because it's like, you tell kids anything and they'll believe it, you know? Yeah. That's a big issue in America, right? With the, the activists or what are the trans activists? Uh, you always hear about it on like Fox news or, you know, they have this thing, the, the libs of TikTok. I think that's what it is. And it's always these teachers like saying today I went to class and I told them, you know, it doesn't matter what you like gender you are. I don't know. they like, you could change in the afternoon from what gender you are to, you know, in the evening you could change too. Yeah. Yeah. It kind, it kind of relates to that. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's, you know, people are, um, well, because people have an issue with certain stuff, you know what I mean? Like they're like, a man going in a woman's bathroom like that's not right but it's like if you <laughs> if you tell a kid that hey, hey he can go whatever bathroom he wants it's fine it's up to him the kid's gonna be like oh okay and he'll be fine with it but the parents want their kids to have the same mindset that they do they want their kid to also think that there's something wrong with that so mm-hmm. but for that to happen the teacher has to teach them that because they spend most of their time at school you know so um you know yeah people are, are and that's why there were there's these laws there was the don't say gay bill in florida and stuff and so you know it's just parents yeah. trying to control what their kids think more you know because if they have a teacher at school telling them like you know these things are fine then they're gonna think it's fine but honestly parents just do a better job of parenting their kids you know yeah yeah i, I agree i think that Every, like my experience, I've always been the, the shit disturber in school. I mean, you probably remember I, I spent a lot of time in the hallway, you know, and the, yeah. the teachers in the office at a certain point, they, you know, when someone else would say something distracting, they'd get 10 times the punishment that I would get because they're just so used to me fucking <laughs> being such a little prick in their class. Right. But one thing is, I think we both remember going to school is there's always teachers that they, they become teachers because they don't really have power in their own life. So what they'd rather do is tell kids what to do. It gives them a sense of authority, right? And a lot of these people come in as moralists, just like they do in the government. You know, they, they mm-hmm. go in as moralists and they mm-hmm. try to they try to kind of like have a moral high ground. I think we all remember uh, that <laughs> golden teacher <laughs> in St. George's, right? Remember? <laughs> We were like filming that little thing there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But and uh, I don't know. I think you know a little bit about that better than I do, right? Yeah, I mean, look, you know, teachers, they, um, you know, unless you're teaching math, you know, if you're reading a book, if you're showing a movie, you're you're looking at art, and art can always be interpreted in different ways, you know. So you're going to, you know, you have the power to sort of tell the kids like what they should interpret from certain things. I mean, a good teacher, you know, kind of lets their kids be who they are and stuff. But a bad teacher is like, no, you need to see things my way. I'm in charge. And that's sort of what you're saying, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like, uh, I don't know, they get that chance to be a, like take their day out on a kid, you know? Yeah. Even though the kid is a little. Yeah. Any job where people have authority over people. And in fact, a lot of jobs are like that. If you're a manager at a McDonald's, you can yell at the guy who works for you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you sort of see that a lot. But yeah, teachers get that ability. But you know what? I think, again, it's up to the parents because if a kid comes home from school and he tells his parent, like, like, daddy, daddy, my teacher said that Justin Trudeau is the best teacher or is the best is the best prime minister. You know what I mean? You, yeah. Then your dad can be like, yeah, because the teacher's an idiot and he's stupid. 
and he you know what i mean and he works in a school and he doesn't really know what it's like to run a business and uh daddy owns a construction company and justin trudeau is making it really hard for me to put gas in my trucks and pay my employees and you know what i'm saying like this is a random example whatever you think yeah, about yeah. Justin Trudeau. but you know it's your job to then tell the kid and then the kid's gonna sit there and he's gonna look up at the sky and he's gonna think about what you just told him and then he's gonna decide what he thinks you know based on That's what good. the best information is so this idea that like schools can just brainwash kids, it's like, yeah, maybe if your kid comes to ask you something and you're like, shut the fuck up, I'm on my phone. You know what I mean? Like then all he's going to do is listen to the teacher. It is up to the parents, but sometimes, you know, the, the kids don't have the luxury of, you know, having that time with their parents because the parents, you know, both parents maybe are working a job. They, well, by the time they get home, they, they don't want to, you know, they, they cook a meal, you know, they just want to unwind and, you know, watch a, t a show with their kid or something, you know? So. I don't know how and how and is is the kid actually going up and saying these things, you know? How does the parent track what well, the kids are it, learning in school? Yeah, maybe that's up to the parent to be like, "Hey, what did you learn in school today, buddy? Like what's going on in your life?" But, you know, more it's and true. more parents just throw the it's iPad true. in front of the kid. Like at some point, exactly. parents have to have a certain amount of responsibility over their kids, and it's like, "Yeah, they want to, they'd rather watch TV." Like, "Yeah, okay. Well, maybe you're not a, shouldn't have a kid. Like maybe you're not the best parent." So, yeah. Uh, kids kids are different these days i don't know like you bring the ipad point that it's like they th there's almost like a sense of uh these fucking little pricks they think they're so much better than you with their fucking little ipad you know you try to communicate with them you're like hi and, and the kid's like um like you know what i mean he doesn't yeah. give a fuck he doesn't yeah. care about you yeah, what are you're you boring you're boring yeah you're, not, you're like, competing with angry birds or whatever not even angry birds like uh What's that shit called? Fuck. Yeah, they watch YouTube. They they do everything. It's it's crazy. They they all and they start from like such a young age. They're captivated by these screens, you know. Mm -hmm. Even when I was in Europe, like we'd go to these nice restaurants and we'd be these beautiful places, and these parents are there and they just give their tablets to their kids and stuff. And I think it's like you're winning. Like it's like a short term thing, because if you could just raise your kid to be not an asshole. Then you could take yeah. them to these places and enjoy it with them, you know, mm -hmm. but instead mm -hmm. you've like never chosen to like, like deal with that problem. You're always just giving the iPad, giving the iPad, giving the iPad. So, you know, and it's like, you know, we didn't used to have that stuff and like kids managed and parents managed, like what has changed about our society that now parents need the iPads and they'll, they're going to look at me and be like, well, you don't know, you're not a parent. It's like, no, I don't know. But like, yeah. I know that yeah. parents fucking for, a hundred years did it without the iPads. What's your excuse, bitch? I mean, not bitch. But, <laughs> you're you know fucking poor. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking no, 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 no. But yeah, you, yeah. you know what I'm saying, you know? No, so. of course, of course. Yeah. And these fucking parents, man, like they, like you said, what do you know? They, you don't have a kid. It's like they think just because they're a parent, they know what they're doing. But you know, there's a million fucking retarded parents out there, and I mean. Uh, me and you, we ha we were raised differently by a different generation, the boomers, you know. Um, but I don't know how it is now. I mean, <laughs> these it, it's tough because it's a pacifier. Like the iPad is a pacifier. It's to make them shut the fuck up so there's no problems at the table and you could have your conversation or whatever it is that you want the kid to not, you know, because kids – Kids, like, they're always doing something if they're not on their phone. You know, they're picking this up. They're picking yeah, that up. I don't know. Exactly. It's like a mute button for a kid, you know? Yeah. You just, like, yeah. hit it, and then they go into this little trance with their iPad, and they're not going to say word until it dies, you know?
Mm-hmm. But I mean, uh, I don't know if you're really a parent at that point. You're more of like an IT guy. All you do is like charge the <laughs> iPad for them, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then and then they get they get like angry if you don't give it to them. Like, no, like you're like you've had it enough today. And they're like, no, you know, and they, they want become stimulation. Little... They want stimulation. They're getting dopamine rushes. Exactly. And you know what, man? I think that well, first of all, I think what's interesting is like we haven't seen like we didn't have that when we were growing up. No. But kids these days do. We haven't seen what a fully formed kid who um, grew up with the iPad looks like. We haven't seen that. And the iPad never really goes away because as soon as they get young enough to get rid of the iPad in the little bouncy case, it's replaced with the phone, Hmm. you know? Well, I mean, we did grow up, uh, the generation that grew up with the internet in the early 2000s, obviously. Like, I mean, you probably used the computer when you were seven years old, right? Yeah, but man, it wasn't like it was today, bro. I agree, but if you just look at the demographic and the statistics, apparently no one wants to work right now at our age. This generation has seen 9-11. It's seen, you know, it, not that they care, but I, I just feel like we're at a point where like there's so much nihilism and, you know, it's so easy to just drown everything out on TikTok that, I don't know, there's almost like a very nihilistic generation, especially like 2008 financial crisis. It's like everything is corrupt you know i don't know if that relates to it i don't know if that's relates to it but it's just like i don't think it does i mean it doesn't maybe i'm going too deep into it but i'm just saying like imagine you work your ass off um you know you you like this is 2008 era or whatever it is you you know you, you buy a house under these crazy mortgage prices that they're giving away and then it's because the bank told you, yes, like you could, you could get this mortgage and you know, it's fine. And then all of a sudden the crash happens and it's the banks that are bailed out by the government. It's like those banks were the one. And meanwhile, the people at the banks, but you're saying our generation, our generation didn't buy houses from the banks in 2008. I agree. But we were like, we, we, maybe we were too young enough to know what happened, but it's just like seeing how much fuckery there is just like people could get away with that type of stuff. And, there's no trust in the system. Maybe that uh, kills incentive to do anything. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I totally disagree. I mean, it's the, I, I see what you're well, saying. fuck you. I don't want to have this conversation then. <laughs> no, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. It's an interesting point. You're like, why the, Why should I even get out of bed when the, when the big banks are going to screw me anyway? But I, I see that point. But I don't think people are smart enough to think like that. I think I that... Back in the old days, if you wanted a dopamine hit, you had to work for it. If you wanted a dopamine hit, you had to like get out of bed, go earn some money, like get a couple bucks, save up, get an old car, fix it up, paint it. Then you had like a Camaro and it was cool. And then, you know, you wanted to be cool. You had to join the football team and you had to go to the practices and it was hard. But then you got to wear the football jacket and you had the jacket and you had the car and you could save up and you'd buy like a little cassette for your car and you play the latest music and then you got a girlfriend and it was that's where you know what i mean and it's like you had to work for things and it made it made this equation where it's like you work hard and then you get something and now it's like you want that stuff like just go on your phone and go on tiktok you know so so we're victims of that too so you could say that the it's also an experiment that we're going to grow up to be 50 year old boomers you know like the people that show off their asses all day, they're going to be 50-year-old boomers. And that's going to be a totally different 
way of like you know of a generation than the one previous before us too just like the people on their ipads the little kids yeah yeah right well what do you mean i just mean when i said the we grew up with the internet obviously a lot of people watched youtube and i don't know it's just like well, but you say why do people don't want to work today i think that that's why i think people are just lazy they're lazy and they have everything they want at their fingertips and it's just like you know it's like tinder I don't know. it's easy to jump from like thing to thing you know what i mean like back in the old days like you would hear people's success story and they'd be like oh well i used to live next to a mechanic so i got a job working for him and then i then i talked to the guy who used to deliver the beverages and he told me that there was a huge market for delivering soda cans. And I went <laughs> Why does everyone sound like an old white man? <laughs> no, but that's, like, that's how people used to make it. And now it's like, you could have yeah. any job you want in the whole world. You could move anywhere you want in the whole world. You can yeah. have anything you want in the whole world ordered to you on Amazon in the next few seconds. And it's like- Too many much, options. That much options. It's like you you crumble under, the, under uh, all of it. My dad, <sighs> my dad always had an expression that he would tell his employees at the bank. And it was, there's, if you have two ice cream stores, okay. Okay. And this is what he would tell his managers who worked in branches when they were trying to like, you know, work on making things to make customers happier and stuff. He's like, if you had two ice cream stores and one of the ice cream stores has a hundred different flavors and the other ice cream store has two flavors, vanilla and chocolate. If you were to interview people who came out of the stores, you would find that the people coming out of the vanilla or chocolate store would be much happier than the people coming out of the store with a hundred flavors because the store with a hundred flavors, as soon as you tell the guy which flavor you want and he starts scooping it, you're already like, fuck, I should have got that one. Why didn't I get mm -hmm. that one? You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's yeah. like sometimes too many choices that just you crumble under the pressure. And in our situation, like people won't even choose which ice cream they want. They're, they're still just staring at the fucking display case. You know, Pierre Polyev, it was saying people living in their basement when they're 35. Yes, maybe some of that is because they can't afford to move out. But I think some of it is also because they're like, well, I don't know what I want to do with my life. I just can't I just can't see myself pinning myself into one job for the rest of my life. So they don't do anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they they <clears throat> they kind of just freeze in uh, panic, I guess. It's kind of like. I, I, when I go to an, a store and I like all the things there, I'm like, wow, like guitar pedals. There's so many different ones. It's like you, you feel the same. You, 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 it's almost like it doesn't feel good because everything is so good. Exactly, man. Exactly. And then you can't have any, you can't have any um, satisfaction. Can't get no satisfaction. How are yeah. you supposed to get any satisfaction out of your life? when you are constantly seeing so many other options and so many other things that you could be doing and, and, and when all of those things are better, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, there's always a better thing, a faster thing. And, and now it's like, we're reminded of it all the time on social media in our pockets. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why you shouldn't start your day with that bullshit or just try to like avoid it as much as possible. I was with Charles last night. We, we were having a, a beer, um, and you know he's pretty happy because he's he doesn't have instagram he doesn't have any of that stuff and he's saying exactly what you're saying he's not distracted by any of those things and you know he says he's trying to buy a house by the age of 25 you know after he sells his camaro and i'm like you know this guy this guy's mature and stuff and obviously you know he's giving up some sacrifices such as experience because he wants to do that 
Um, but it's like you come at peace when you're not so distracted. And he looks like he's at peace as opposed to many of us who are like looking around, looking around, you know, there's right. so many things. Right. So many stories. He's on Facebook. <laughs> What's going on on Facebook? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, That's... Facebook is, I guess, not as interesting. I guess TikTok yeah. is also the problem, the stimulation. TikTok, but... Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, Liam, I know we've been talking. Unfortunately, I ha well, not for unfortunately, I'm proudly announcing that I work with Stream Studio. Stream Studio is the perfect platform to start your podcast. Liam, you have a, a, a podcast too, don't you? I do, I do. What's it called? It's called Watch This with Liam Fabray. You guys can find and it on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Hey, we're not promoting your podcast. We're promoting Stream Studio, okay? You use Stream Studio, right? Uh, I don't I don't use Stream Studio. I use Live to Social. It's another product, but Stream Studio is great. Oh, you use Stream Live to Social? Yeah, I use Live to Social. I didn't know that. Anyways, yeah. I use Stream Studio and I don't know what you're doing on Live to Social. You got to get on Stream Studio. Stream Studio is the easiest platform to start your podcast today. I mean, I've told my mom about it and now she's doing her own podcast in Persian and I really? said, "Mom, you know that's no, yeah, <laughs> she is. She, she's talking about uh, you know different different recipes that you could make. And I said, "Mom, you know, like why talk about it? Film it." So that's what she did. She 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 goes on the podcast live every day. She 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 you know shows people how to do different recipes every day. <laughs> hey, come on, <laughs> you're gonna kill my promo here, okay? <laughs> but my point is, she's she's. Uh, you know, she's, she's, she's an older person. She's, she's a boomer and she knows she figured it out. So, so can you, if you got an interesting voice, if you got things that are stuck in your goddamn head and you want to get it out, you know, you want to start a communist manifesto, whatever it is, go ahead and do it on stream studio. Stream studio is easy. All you got to do is put your email in when you're on the website, you'll get a code on your email, bada bing, bada boom. You can start your podcast easy as that. All you got to do is go to stream um dot uh ah, studio dot stream stream dot studio and you could start that today if you use the promo code cheyenne amiri you could get yourself a nice deal there s-h-a-y-a-n-a-m-i-r-i what do you think about stream studio well the problem is is i don't think i can join another website and have to remember another password i just have too many passwords in my head you know it's too much well guess what you don't need a password because they'll send you a code all you need is an email well, I have an email. Yeah, but but I I only I only have one minute to start my podcast. <laughs> well, that's okay because all you gotta do is open your Google Gmail tab, and then you'll get that code, and you copy and paste it, and within two seconds you'll be able to start your podcast. Wow, amazing! You sold <laughs> me, Cheyenne. <laughs> I know. I I, uh, I I sell everybody on this. I mean, yeah. just the other day, Matthew Kaminsky said he's going to start a podcast. And I said, on Stream Studio, right? And he's like, right. So <laughs> <laughs> I think he's I think he's going. But it's yeah. uh, Well, look, I mean, you know, you want to start a podcast, that's fine. You want somebody to listen to it, that's a different story. You know what I mean? If you want somebody to actually listen to your podcast, how are you going to get them to do that? Realistically, realistically speaking, how are you going to get somebody to listen to your podcast? Well, it has to be entertaining for them, right? So mm -hmm. what are you going to do? You're going to send them an hour long audio file 
where they have to sit down in their house with their arms crossed with a pair of like headphones and listen to your podcast for an hour straight and do nothing else. Like not going to happen, man. It's not going to happen. So if you want to get people to listen to it, you have to give them something interesting to watch. Um, you know, unless they're a friend of yours, then they'll do you the honor of listening to it. But if you want to spread it, you're going to need to do micro capsules. You're going to need to post it on social media and you can't post audio files on social media. It has to have a video component. So that's why Stream Studio, it's a good, it's a good option for people who want to start a podcast because you need that video component if you want to grow as a podcast. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I, I mean, I, I think this ad is a little long, <laughs> but I got to make the point that one time I did, I, you know, I filmed it on my iPhone and then I went on Logic Pro, I recorded it, but I didn't get anything. I got like, you know, 20 minutes out of the iPhone and who wants to hear iPhone quality? Do you? I didn't no. think so. I said it too early. I didn't think so. <laughs> but Stream Studio has allowed me to um, do that. Anyways, we're moving. What the hell? Hello? Hello? I lost you. I know. <laughs> I closed the wrong tab. I closed the wrong tab there. Let me, let me, let me. I'm happy. Guys, Stream Studio saved saved it okay is, you, is you it actually, still live it's still i think it's live i think it's live because it's on you you know but can you believe that guy's stream studio i just exited the tab here it's it's just amazing it's absolutely fantastic i've never seen something so work so well anyways we're gonna look at the news are you sure we're live, Shane, on Facebook? Because <laughs> I don't see it on your Facebook. Oh, it's not live anymore? It, it was never live, bro. No. It has to be. Maybe it's live on my profile. Oh, and you're on, on Cheyenne and Mary? Fuck, I hope it. No. <laughs> really? That's odd, because I did it. I did it to be live. I've I've kind of ran into this trouble before with stream. You should check. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It wasn't stream. It was because I was an idiot. <laughs> you should check the stream before you start. I oh, you're right. I should have. I just got in. We were talking about that Klaus Schwab thing, and I thought it was a perfect time to start. Oh my god. Anyways, let's. It's gonna be posted on Facebook. I guarantee you. Okay, Usually, okay. it's live on stream. Um, anyways, we're done with that. But anyway, a lot of people they're talking about Donald Trump, and you know, I don't like the woke people. You go woke, you go broke. Donald Trump's media company plans non-woke streaming service featuring canceled shows. Yeah. Um, bro, I don't I don't know. Truth social kind of tanked, you know. Like, I don't know about that. I don't know if Trump's gonna be able to pull it off. I guess he can because there's a lot of devoted fans, right? I mean, I guess if you get all the Trump people to subscribe, but I don't know that they will. I feel this push from um, Daily Wire and stuff to like paint Netflix as being this like super woke company. And I don't, I don't know that they are. I don't know that they're that woke, you know? Well, they have some shows that are questionable and like they, 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 decide to put like at, right after the Ukraine thing happened, it, there's a Zelensky documentary, you know, like they, they do that type of stuff where it's, they're obviously going with a narrative that's uh, 
from the establishment, I guess you yeah. could say. Not yeah. saying, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, then, you know, then, uh, but I still don't think, I don't know. I don't know if people are going to, I mean, content, you got to have interesting content. You know, if, if a streaming service comes out with really good shows that are really good, people will subscribe. And if they don't, they won't, you know, but I don't yeah. know that this thing of like, you need to fight back against the left. You need to fight back against Netflix, subscribe to our platform. It's like, I don't know that that's going to work. You know, I agree. People are not just going to give you money because they don't like the other side. They need to actually bring it. They need to make good content. And you talk about Daily Wire. Yeah. What, Terror on the Prairie? Uh, what's the oh. other one? Oh, yeah. Um, what was it? Uh, the one where the, the guy tries to break into the house. I think the whole fucking movie is just one room. Like, Yeah. But, but what was the other one? The, 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 it's like some weird, the Skepticals or what was it called? The bank robbery movie. Uh, let, me, let me pull it up. Daily Wire movies <laughs> shit all of them <laughs> run hide fight yeah terror on the prairie <laughs> and shut in <laughs> and all these movies there was another one though too wasn't there you told Isn't me about that... it <laughs> i think so yeah it's like some really bad one they're like wearing costumes and shit yeah <laughs> weird costumes yeah 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 maybe uh, it didn't want to promote that one because it bombed or was it a tv show daily wire tv show no no who's watching this shit really it was like the, this this the something goals it was like these weird characters it was like science fiction or something remember okay vincent gallo oh gina carano shut in <laughs> gina carano <laughs> who is gina carano who is this woman <laughs> it's like i'm supposed to like, look, 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 know who she is she is. i watched an interview with her to try to like her and i like fell asleep so like, I don't know. <laughs> they're trying to force this woman down my throat it's like no, <laughs> oh my god oh my god it's like they're gina so happy that they saved gina carano like you need to give us money because we saved gina carano like what about these fucking oh. refugee babies dying like i want to tell them instead of gina carano like she doesn't need your fucking help oh you know? my god okay uh, gina carano is an ex-ufc uh she's an mma fighter who turned into an actress. She was on the very famous show, The Mandalorian. I'm sure you've heard of it. It was the number one show in 2019. It was like a Star Wars show. Or 18. Mm -hmm. Anyways, so she uh, she tweets about the story of the Capitol like a good actress does. <laughs> and then she gets canceled because she says, oh, the government's acting like Nazis or something like that. And, you know, they're like, Disney does not want to like work with uh, like a person who makes such comparison, the racism. And then Ben Shapiro's like, well, actually, she just compared the event to what, you know what I mean? And he's like, we're going to hire you, Gina Carano. And Gina Carano is like this new Tulsi Gabbard type of figure, you know? Yeah, like, I don't I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think she's that interesting. I don't think that they had to save her. I mean, look, she was working for Disney. She knew what she was doing. Like, you know, the consequences of what you're, you know, I know the political leanings of the people in my office. I don't go in there like yelling the opposite of what they believe. True. You know, like that's, true. everybody in their job has to sort of do stuff. And it's like, why is this woman, because she's an actress, you know, we all supposed to feel bad for her? I don't know. 
also well, Daily Wire, their solution is to make these movies that it's like they want people who watch them to kill themselves. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like they get in a room and they're like, let's make the worst. What's the worst movie we can make? Well, we can make a movie about somebody on the prairie walking <laughs> around and they're like, yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Fucking make this news fest. Bro, uh, I don't know. Why don't they just combine the budget of all three movies and make a good movie rather than making three shitty low budget movies, you know? You, you know, you know what? I'm just going to come up with a movie right now in my head, okay? I'm just going <laughs> to okay. come up with a movie right now and it's going to be better than all three of those. Yeah, okay? go ahead. Let's do how about a movie it takes place in Beverly Hills, okay? okay. And it has uh it has Eddie Murphy and Arnold Schwarzenegger. And well, the dude, uh, we can't. We're we're the Daily Wire. Okay, pretend we are the Daily Wire, and yeah. we can't afford Eddie Murphy or Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger won't do it because uh, I don't do movies that are not woke. You know what I mean? Eddie Murphy's like, like I, don't, I don't got time for that shit. The whole point is that it's not. A, they're like, we're tired of leftists po- like putting their agenda in movies. Yeah, but and those guys movies about guns and stuff like that. Like, yeah, uh, but Arnold Schwarzenegger likes to hang out with Greta Thunberg. And, yeah, but and, fine. Then put Greta Thunberg in the movie. She gets hit by a car in the movie or something. I don't know. No, but like, the idea is that we're the Daily Wire, okay? And Greta Thunberg's not going to work with us. We have to get shitty actors like Gina Carano, okay? <laughs> or the, the, another UFC, G, uh, fucking Cowboy Cerrone, okay? People that are, you know, not the, the creme de la creme, you know? The guy from Gutfeld. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Greg Gutfeld, okay? Jesse no, Waters. But- the fighter who's on that show, the U, the WWE, uh, yeah, the fucking Ty, Tyrus, yeah, Tyrus. I don't know. No one, no one's gonna oh, get. You know this. what I mean? Like a movie where like Eddie Murphy's a cop or something like that. And okay, Arnold but we have to get. Like okay, captain. no, I got, I got it for you. I got it for you. Okay. <laughs> okay, Dan Bongino. <laughs> Dan Bongino, crime in Bongino. Okay, or, <laughs> uh, it's a crime movie set in New York. Okay, it's and it's following Dan Bongino, and he has to figure out who who did the murder. Okay, because Nancy Pelosi's uh, Nancy Pelosi sent a hit on Greg Gutfeld. We'll, we'll never be able to afford Nancy. I got a better movie okay. for you. And this one but is it has actually, to be Dan Bongino, okay? No, this one's affordable because they don't have the money to have the big sets and to go shoot on location. So instead, it's just Greg Gutfeld reading <laughs> a script into a camera for two hours. <laughs> and him laughing at his own jokes. <laughs> yeah. well, we'll get a cast of people to sit around him. And yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll get Gina Carano and <laughs> Michael Knowles. And uh, yeah, it'll be good. Come on, bro. The Dan Bongino idea sounded good. You have to admit. I mean, he's good, but Dan Bongino is like five feet tall. Like, he's not going to be uh, realistic. Yeah, but he's a cop, though. You know? Yeah, he was, a, he was a cop. That's true. He was a cop. Anyways, people don't know, but anyways, Trump, don't fucking start a media network. Why don't you just focus on becoming the president and trying to do it right this time rather than fucking upsetting everybody with your... <clears throat> you are the lowest in your class. You know, like being a mean <laughs> asshole during the debates. You know, smart. Don't even use the word smart, you know, and he's he's such a dick. I think Trump should just instead um, 
start like a like a content business. I really think that that's what he should do instead. He should start a TikTok. He should make content. He should give speeches. You know, he but could probably charge. Yeah, you, you should probably you could probably charge two hundred fifty grand for a speech. You know. Yeah. And uh, just travel around, give your speeches, and you know, do what ex presidents do. It's pretty much what they do. Make well, a make a TV show. How about a show like uh, Anthony Bourdain, except it's Trump. You know. And they sent Trump to like get out of all these countries. And, yeah, that'd be, that, that'd be a good joke. Anthony Bourdain with Trump. Yeah, he goes into the restaurant and he's like trying to negotiate the meal. <laughs> okay, 13.45. I'm thinking it a bit more like five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cheap. That would exactly. be funny. Exactly. But yeah, I think that's what he should do instead. I think he actually cares about the country. I think he really does. He cares about putting on shows like the American Freedom Tour, where he rips people off. Why don't we tell people about the American Freedom Tour? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we tell them about that? Sure. Go ahead. Um, well, so when when you came to visit me here in Miami. Yes. Um, we, there was a, Trump was going to be speaking at an event, the American freedom tour. And, and, and I thought it is a funny thing to see, you know, Trump, cause I always do the impression and stuff. I'm like, you know, we're not so political, po we're not politically going there. We're like, we're not like, he's going to give back our rights and he's going to give some uh, speech. We're just there to have a, some well, laughs, what, you know, what a Trump rally is like a cultural event. You know what I mean? It's like you see all of these people. It's like a circus. Diehard fans. Yeah. And and you saw a lot of people, even on the left, like these late night shows, they would send these guys with a microphone out to these Trump rallies and they'd have them interview people. And they got a lot of content off of it. They seemed to think it was pretty funny. So we, we wanted to check it out. You know, we're both from Canada and we wanted to see what it was like to go to a, to a Trump rally. But it wasn't really a Trump rally. It was called the American Freedom Tour. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of other people that were speaking there, right? Yeah, it was it was like a nice grifter pie, you know. Like it, it, it was, they have speakers like Dan Bongino from Fox News and Candace Owens from The Daily Wire, but they're all sandwiched in with these nobody grifters. But that's what we found out, right? Because because it was an all day long thing, right? It was it it, yeah. it went from uh, what it was it like nine a.m. to five p.m. Yeah, it was supposed to be actually eight a.m. Because yeah, eight a.m. Be there for Sarah Huckabee Sanders' little breakfast. Right. Breakfast with Sarah. <laughs> you think I want to wake up and see that bitch? With Sarah Huckabee Sanders at eight a.m. and uh, and this was on a Saturday, and yeah. um, and then oh, at, we got fucked up the night before <laughs> seeing some comedy show. <laughs> I feel like we gotta say that. Talk about the comedy. Show. Yeah, but but anyways, we went to. Uh, we went, yeah, we got there. You wanted to go there early. I wanted to go there later because I knew Trump we was the headliner. So I wanted to go later to see Trump, you know, but you wanted to go early because you didn't want to miss Trump, you know, which I, I didn't want to miss Candace for. Owens. You didn't want to miss Candace Owens. So we showed up there, what, around 10.30 a.m.? Yeah, around, around. I, you, I woke you up. You're hungover as hell. And it was like probably like 8.30 in the morning, right? Yeah. And And I'm like... Liam, Liam, and you're like, what? I'm like, we gotta go, we gotta go to the Freedom Tour. We gotta go to the Freedom Tour. <laughs> you're like, bro, it's like 8:30 in the morning. I'm like, yeah, but we're gonna miss Trump. I had like this fear that we were not gonna see the people there. 
Right. We show up there and it is like this black preacher who's like, and the Democrats are the devils. And then we just look at each other like, all right, <laughs> we're in for this now, you know? Well, what we thought and, we were like, look, we have to watch this guy, but then other people yeah. will come, you know, it's just this guy, yeah, but then yeah. who we're looking for is coming. And then we got our first sales presentation, right? Yeah, yeah, we got our first sales. Pre- we we get there, you know. We're already we've seen this guy. We're like, okay, this guy's passionate about what he's doing. This this preacher guy. But then he leaves, and we start. We see the these pillars that are there. There's family, <laughs> freedom, finance, <laughs> finance. What finance? What does that have to do with anything? And then we got our answer as this tall, used car salesman-looking piece of trash who walks on stage, <laughs> and he's like, "How's it going, everybody?" And everyone's like, eh, "You know." And then he starts doing this bullshit, like, "Now I want you guys to get up and start shaking your arms, like this is Tony <laughs> Robbins bullshit." Yeah, and you know what? I looked him up afterwards, and he does that at every single one of his speeches. These guys were just doing copy paste the same speech they give every single time. Yeah, and they're they. Why don't you tell them what they do? But we also got to mention their 2004 uh, uh, cars that they put in the slideshows. Yeah, well, they tell you that they're gonna they're gonna give you a presentation to double your money, and then this guy goes up there and he gives a speech, and it really starts. What it is is it's like he insults you, and then he tells you about his class. And he insults <laughs> you, and then he tells you about his class. And it's like the solution to feeling better from his insult is always buying his course, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's like, what are, you know, people are doing great things and making millions of dollars and living in big mansions. Or what are you doing? Where do you live? Yeah. In my course, I tell you all about how to make money. You know what I mean? So it's always like that's immediately after. So when you're trying to like, you're like a little child who's been beaten. You're trying to like, look for like comfort. And the only comfort you have is this guy's course which later he tells you is $97, right? Wasn't it? It was $97. Oh, Actually, the original value was $997, but- No, it was 2000, it was 2000, wasn't it? No, but it, I remember it was like 997 and then they slash it and then it's 97. Yeah, anyway, they brought it down. It was a great deal. It was only that day you were getting that deal, this course. And uh, and we thought nobody was gonna buy it, but people were after his speech and the, oh by the God. masses were going to buy it unbelievable yeah i uh, i was filming it and then you know we were looking at each other and it's sad because the demographic you know they're there their only hope in life is trump you know they're they and the country rather than focusing on you know themselves and their careers and they they, so they don't really have the economic uh you know air valley to to give their generational wealth to their kids and then this guy goes on and says what are you going to give to your children? When you go to heaven, he, God is going to look at you and he's going to press that big red button, send you straight down to hell. But right. you could buy my course, snowflake, you know, he's like right. beating you up, like you say. Yeah. And yeah. And by the time, you know, we got to see some actual speakers, it's like, oh, we get a little more energy back. Candace Owens is here or Don Bongino. We'd be like, it's pretty cool. And then, Bye. Guess he's coming back to beat another you up. Yeah, another salesman to sell you the same bullshit course. All right. Yeah. yeah. And then at the end, me and Liam had we had enough. We started seeing boomers. They're leaving, and these poor boomers. They came to see Trump. You know, and they're 
They're getting tired. They want to go home. It's like 8, 8, 8 p.m. So there's this fat used car salesman who's hosting Hold on a second. We got, we got thirsty, right? Yeah, we got really thirsty. And this guy, he goes up on stage and he's like, repeat after me. The lunch does not start at 12 p.m. And then the whole crowd's like, the lunch does not start. So he's treating us like cattle. Yeah. And we try to get water and it's, it's shut off. All the water shut off. Yeah, they yeah. shut off the water fountains and they were selling bottled water for like $5 a bottle. Yeah. five fifty something crazy like that. It was insane. And if you and wanted then, to get a meal. And the guy's like, the guy's like, if you guys, if anybody is hungry, we have wonderful lunch here for sale. <laughs> it's like yeah. 20 bucks for like a cheeseburger or something crazy. And a hot dog. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's retarded. So we just like left and we went across the street because it's uh what's the stadium called there? It's like the Dolphins or who no, plays it's out of there? The, uh, Panthers play. I'm not sure the, the name Panthers. Is. Yeah, right across that stadium, there's like this huge outdoor mall. So we go and we get a meal for 10 bucks. But we calculated if you were there as a as a uh, ignorant boomer who <laughs> who's a wolf among sheep, right? because <laughs> they had shirts that, that said oh yeah wolf sheep. among sheep yeah <laughs> yeah and it's like no you're not a fucking wolf among sheep like look at all of you you're all wearing MAGA hats like you're all sheep you know you're Trump sheep yeah and, exactly. um, no, but I think you and, just had a good point it's like the fact that um, these people are they're looking to outside things to make their life better instead of just doing what they know is the answer you know what I mean yeah yeah so so it, yeah, I don't know. It was uh, we we you know we came back, we got beaten down, and immediately we got fed up. Okay, so this guy's like, and now we're gonna bring the the guy who has the Let's Go brand, the founder of the Let's Go Brandon website. And at this point, me and Liam like looked at each other like, no, like we get up on from our seats and we're like, we and yeah, we're like boo boo, and then like they're like, look. You know, we got to play into this a little bit. We want Trump. We want Trump. The whole crowd. We want Trump. Everyone starts joining in. It was like we're the leaders of a movement, you know. And then the yeah. guy like looks to our direction. He's like, "Don't worry, we want Trump too. He's on his way." And then everyone's <laughs> like, "It's getting louder. We want Trump. We want Trump." The whole stadium. It's echoing everywhere. That's it, it, and then it's reverberating everywhere. So and then. What happens is the guy's like he's panicking. He's like, "Let's give a round of applause for our, our veterans, folks!" Woo! The whole crowd shifts. It's like it's insanity. It's insanity. And me and Liam were like, "Holy moly!" You know? Yeah, people fell for it. Yeah, and then finally the guy let's go random website. He choked a little bit and he left because he knew like people didn't want to hear his bullshit little speech. And he's like, "And it's my honor to introduce Donald Trump." And then it's like we hear. The Rolling Stones for uh, like 15 minutes. Da, da, na, na, na. We're like filming. By the time he comes out, it's like I have 15 minutes of just fucking. I can't get no satisfaction. Yeah, I don't know why it was. Out. Yeah, I don't know. And why then he comes out and he does the usual. And you look at what's going on in San Diego. It's so sad. Yeah. And it was. It was. But so many people had left that we kept taking their seats. You know. Yeah. And uh, we got close to the stage. Anyways. I got to tell you guys about uh, Stream Studio. Stream Studio is the perfect place to start your own podcast. I love it. I'm using it right now. Uh, honestly, like if it wasn't for Stream Studio, I, I would have probably killed myself. I would have been depressed. I would have been like, no one wants to hear me. And this is this is terrible. So sad. 
So Stream Studio has allowed me to live this fulfilling life that I do doing podcasts. And I have to thank Stream Studio for that. And, uh, you know, it's a blessing. It's so easy to do. Me, I, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I do know how to go on Stream Not Studio and start a podcast. And so can you today. If you have an idea of what you want your podcast to be, then, um, you know, it doesn't matter. You just go to stream.studio, you put your email in, bada bing, bada boom, you start your podcast like that. It's easy as that. Go to stream.studio for your chance to start your podcast and make your dreams come true. There's a lot of cool features on Stream Studio. I mean, like this like this little feature right here, you know, we, we can add a third person there, you know, in case we, we want uh, Charles to come in or something. Or we can do it like this. Like, I'm the big guy. I, I'm running the podcast. Or, you know, you want to do... Uh, a different background wait let me let me do the different background here wow look at this background bubbles baby we got different backgrounds and then friday live show of course how can you forget about friday live show there you go so i i, I like this the one stickers, the tickers the new feature the stickers okay the tickers that. no no the, the tickers. tickers the little there's a new feature on stream studio <clears throat> oh, you can put a moving really? ticker yeah they update things and i don't even know about it that's how good this is where, where where are the tickers it's in the lower third section lower thirds oh is that no, it not that. no not that <laughs> what is it this that. there's one that has like the moving one. Oh, tickers there you go hey stream studio The hell how do i do how do i do the tickers you got to press the on off switch oh stream studio you see that wow that's awesome you know when you're watching like the news and it has like little yeah. little little uh little things there exactly i'm gonna do one right now you can have it be on the top or the bottom or both there you go. Look at this one. My mother started a podcast on stream studio. Did she really? Yeah, she did. Did she like subscribe or is she using your account? Um, <laughs> she, she's, uh, she's, uh, she, she, she made her own account, you know? It's, you can say it. It's okay. <laughs> she didn't know. <laughs> um, what? She didn't. She didn't start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> she think she did. <laughs> I don't know. There'd probably be a market for that. A Persian podcast. Like, there is. A guy at my, uh, my, uh, my my dad's work, he sent me his podcast. He's like, here, listen to the podcast. It's all in Persian. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, so Stream Studio is great. It's fantastic. Anyways, you know, Montreal right now is named the top 11 destinations of 2022 for the summer. And I mean... You know, after two years of bullshit that we've been going through in the pandemic, I haven't been here. I've been in Toronto and Miami and uh, 
California. I don't hang out with the plebs in in, uh, in Montreal. I'm just kidding. I love Montreal, but no, I, I it's it's been a disaster and it's so sad because people they they they've been robbed from their humanity and freedom. Uh, but the Grand Prix, which you know, Liam, right, is happening next week, and it's a big event. All on Sunday, I was out walking. Uh, you know, I went out drinking with Charles, and um, it was it was a different vibe. A lot of people are are showing up. On the streets, and it was on a Sunday. You think it's like you're uh, you had a frosh weekend or something? Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, I uh, <clears throat> well, I think that's great. Uh, <laughs> what do you want me to say? I don't know. You, remember we did that uh, the Grand Prix there. It was yeah, such a great. Was just, uh... <laughs> yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, we had a friend. And, uh, we, you know, the whole thing was like, let's get girls, let's get girls. And our friend there, he's like, bro, you guys are such pussies. Let me do it. So this, this guy, he, he, he finds out three girls, you know, it's me, Liam and this guy. Okay. And it's like, perfect. You know, he's like, goes like to introduce himself, you know, and you're like, me and Liam are looking at each other like, great. You know, and then they turn around you know, they're all ugly as hell. They're all ugly as hell. And Max, he didn't, oh, I mean, the guy, he didn't care about the 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 looks, you know? So we were stuck there with these these girls. And then Liam, at one point, you just ditched us. He left, he left us. And I was like stuck there at the bar. Uh, yeah. Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. It is what it is. Um. But anyways, it's happening. You know, there's a new study that suggests attractive women who wear makeup are perceived as more aggressive by other women. What do you think about that? Um, I think anybody who's more attractive is perceived as aggressive to some people who aren't, you know, aren't too confident. Do you yeah. think it's do you think it's a makeup factor or do you think it's just the, the looks wise? Um, I think it's just looks wise. Maybe makeup because they think, oh, I should be doing that too, or I could be doing that too. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know about that study. But I do know that if, if you're not too confident and you don't know where you should be in life and you don't know what your, you know, what your vision is or what, what your goals are and what you should be doing, if you see somebody who's super attractive and they, that, that can be intimidating to you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of discussion about makeup and makeup in the workplace. I mean, we've all heard the Jordan Peterson perspective. Well, you know, if you're wearing lipstick, it's for female arousal. Like he's like trying to say, like, if you wear lipstick and makeup, it's like you're trying to get people sexually interested into you at mm -hmm. the workplace. Like he's like, mm -hmm. yeah. And I don't know if I necessarily agree with that point. Um, I mean, he's he's a psychologist because some people are just like not, you know, con makeup makes people confident, you know yeah so i think uh you know that's 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 part of the point i don't think it's always about sexual attraction you know yeah uh, but yeah anyways Elaine, why don't you tell us about your podcast there uh watch this yeah we <clears throat> we go uh live twice a week um Tuesdays and Thursdays, sometimes Mondays, but uh, usually Mondays are busy. So usually Tuesdays, Thursdays, and uh, we give you a little update on what's going on in the news, uh, what's going on in the world. I talk about it a little bit. Uh, it's a comedy show, though. You know, we're, we're, we're keeping things light. We're keeping things interesting. 
And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, you know, it's a pleasure. You you introduced me to the stream team, and uh, I'm I'm happy to be doing this. It's a it's a great uh, opportunity. And uh, you know, maybe we'll 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 do uh, the show again. You know, I'll come on your show. We'll you'll come on my show, and uh, who knows? Maybe we'll do a podcast together. Yeah, listen, Cheyenne, it's so good to see you doing your podcast and just uh, thriving and being successful in your field. And uh, I'm just so proud of uh, what you've accomplished. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. And that is a wrap for the Cheyenne Show. Thank you for joining us, folks. Mm -hmm. Show.